Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter. <laughs> Life, Lessons, and Laughter. I almost said Just laughter. Just get it right once. I did once. Like, <laughs> one time I got it without pause. I got it. I got it right like three months ago, and you were all happy. So I get off my back. Uh, I hit my quota. It's still 2014. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. not. It's 2015. <laughs> well, I got a whole year to get another one right. <laughs> oh my god! Don't ruin funny. the illusion of when we record this. Yeah, so well, technically it's 2014, but because we're recording it, but we're recording for 2015. Stop it! Stop. That's right. That's right. Full disclosure. This is live. Full. This disclosure. is live when you're listening to it. Whenever yeah. you are listening to it, it's live. This is 20 something. <laughs> um, it could be 2020 at this point. It by could the time be. Someone's listening to it. It could be. It's not wild. Congratulations and, on our 6,000th episode. Yeah. And it's and the stuff we're talking about is still applicable. <laughs> That's yeah. what the beauty is about this. Wait, we're not going to do five thousand more honestly, episodes. Honestly, I think that's why this show has lasted this long <laughs> for these last twenty years. Yeah, no, it's only it's six years, still, guys. It's, it's only <laughs> six years away. Five years Let away. Us dream. It's only Let five us dream. years away. <laughs> Anyways, anywho, we have about five minutes left. Yeah. So for five minutes, we're going to talk about change. <laughs> Change the moment of change. Do you have any change? Six. Not on me. Okay. We In my car. Even... Wait, we're <laughs> not talking about. No, not coin. Oh. Twenty-six um, fifty-two. Ben's doing even... math. We wouldn't even be on episode three hundred yet. I don't. Let think. it go, man. All right. Let it go. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> we're, we're Let on. it go. Can we move on? We're on to uh, change now. Yes. Uh, the, and the moment of change. So so we're talking about... Why, why don't you t- let us know what we're talking about, Ben? <laughs> Can you pay attention? Hold on. Um, we'd be at... Oh, man. We'd be at 208. Um, okay. That Dude. was rebellion so, right there. Dude. So, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the moment of change. What it looks like. I don't know what it looks like. Is it a fictional? Does it not really exist? Let me let me it, let me, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me let me do this. Yeah, please, because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Let me just uh this is something that I was talking about with Ben yesterday, uh or two days ago, whatever. Um I said you know how when people make big changes in their life, uh no matter it doesn't matter what it is. Uh it could be anything. But I know a lot of people talk about the the moment of change, the moment where the, something clicked in their head. Uh, you've said it a lot of times the phrase "draw a line in the sand." Yeah. Um, and I sometimes I think that that's not even something that exists. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what that I I don't maybe I don't I don't think I know what that feels like. Uh, a theory that I had was that. There is no moment of change. People make conscious choices to change, and when they do end up getting to a point where they're like, oh, look at this, I've made all these changes, they just kind of look back and they go, you know, I think it was around this time where I really decided to. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's more of that than like, oh, 
everything's different now. Yeah, and or maybe that's not true. Because if it is, if there is a specific moment, I feel like I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I think a lot of people are. Yeah, you know? but it's like, does it does it exist? Well, I, I think what you you brought up two really good points. Yeah. One, yes, there there can be a moment of change where kind of a light bulb goes off or the line in the sand is drawn and you just shift. It can happen at a moment, and I've experienced it. That's how I know, and I've seen it in others. Um, but a lot of times um, that's induced by pain. Yeah. You know, that's usually when, when it happens, when, when, and it, it's, it's, um, you know, they talk about hitting bottom a lot. <clears throat> hitting bottom isn't always, it, actually more often than not, it's an emotional bottom. It's not some big, huge event bottom. It's just when somebody just goes, you know what? Enough. I can't do this anymore. You know, it's just a personal moment shift like that. That can happen, but more often than not, and probably something that's um, more healthy to keep your eyes on is the other kind of change. And that's the kind of change where you kind of described it as people start doing things differently and then next thing you know they found out that they've changed and they look back and they kind of try to draw a line and say oh it must have happened around then yeah. you know that's that you know you think that's, it's both kind of both exists yeah that's right okay both exists and it's you know if i'm going to have a podcast about trying to help people and one kind of change is very sudden. Um, quite often, it's unexpected. Quite often, it's induced by pain. That's not what I really want to preach and promise to people because it's so random. You never know. And who wants to suffer, you know, into the depths of hell to try to induce some change that may or may not come? Not really. <laughs> a good a good plan, you know. Yeah. To move forward with your life. So, you know Just wait until everything goes wrong. Yeah. Then... Just curl up in a ball until your life falls apart and then a light die. bulb will go on. You know. Oh, no, who... but that's part of what I've been thinking. I'm like, is that what it is that what needs to happen in order for that moment to happen? And absolutely not. It doesn't need to happen like that. Not that know? I want that. Could that make people that. more self destructive because they're like you know, they they say that like things don't get better until they get worse. So I'm just gonna shoot for it. And I'm gonna ride this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride this out until I get to that point where I'm just no one likes me. <laughs> yeah, well, what happens with that is usually if people make a conscious effort to stop walking in that direction, it's actually not that they're trying to find change. What they're doing is they're trying to find an excuse so they don't have to oh, take yeah. responsibility <laughs> for their own lives and make the change. Right. So they just go, oh, well, that's the road to change, so I'll stop walking it, you know? And then all of a sudden they wake up one morning, change comes, and it goes, you know what? You can change your entire life. You get this big aha moment, and you go, yeah, but how do I know that's it? You know, and then they'll just keep walking down the road to nothing because that's that's what their intention is anyway. You know, we, we do many things to fool ourselves. So walking in that direction is not recommended. <laughs> you know, right. it's not recommended and it's not necessary. Uh, you know, pain can be a large catalyst for change, 
but who wants to use that? I mean, ugh. you know, <laughs> if this is our formula for successful living, let's suffer as much as humanly possible so that hopefully if we're lucky, we can shift and then find happiness. No, thank you. You know, no thanks. That's not how I want to live. So now, and I did have, you know, I hit a bottom where I completely shifted and a lot of light bulbs went off. And and I mean, my, I don't know, I like to think of it kind of in about a three-month period where light bulbs were just kind of going off and, and change was happening and I was shifting and all that stuff. So it wasn't a particular moment. There was several particular moments in that three-month period yeah. where where all of a sudden, you know... Um, a feeling came over me or, or a, a new way of looking at things entered me, you know? And that, that's what, kind of what those are like. People, that's another thing that people wonder, like, what are those like? Yeah. You know, they, like, is it a lightning bolt that comes and drills you? You know, no, it's generally they come in the, the form of a new perspective, a new way of looking at things. All of a sudden you go, oh my God, oh my God, I, like, I actually could be responsible for my own happiness. Like, I'm not a victim of life. Like, life hasn't been happening to me. It's like, I, I make decisions, and the things that I've screwed up, I could actually make different choices and not screw up my life. Oh, my God. Like, those types of realizations. You have this huge realization, so overpowering, that you feel it within you. You feel things changing and it feels like it's happening physically and a peace comes over you, you know, and, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome if that happens. But like I said, I mean, I went through a lot of years of pain before that happened to me, so I don't recommend it. <laughs> I think a lot of the uh, perception is that people think that you're living your life the way you are and then you go into a room, all of a sudden you get enlightened like a monk and then mm. you come out of the room like Aww. I see it all now everything is going to be different I will have no problems because I've committed myself to this and well see that's exactly what happened to me uh, which is why I think a perfect example of a transcendent <laughs> being um, I'm essentially can you reach Buddha in Buddhism you're the Baba Lama I'm very close <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, let's oh, go man. back. The let's best go back. Joke I ever let's made. <laughs> I'm essentially a monk, an enlightened monk. Well, you know that that reminds sense. me of uh, uh, Michael Singer, who wrote a great book, The Untethered Soul. He uh, he was I saw an interview with him, and he was talking about um, becoming enlightened, and which is. You know, it, it it kind of depends on how you, like, your mental perception of becoming enlightened and following your path towards happiness. They're very closely related, but it just depends on, you know, your, your particular perception of it. But he says, you know, to find peace. Love, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He just... I, I just... I had to explain why I just burst out laughing. I'm sorry. Yeah. To find peace... <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm get sorry, that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Ruined it. I, I was in the middle of this really deep I'm really, thought. I'm really sorry. No, that's all right. It's it's life lessons and laughter. So I mean. so all right. The untethered life. 
The untethered, the untethered soul. soul. The untethered soul. Right. So yeah, he was he was talking. He went and and searched for enlightenment all over the place. And he said the good news is is you don't have to do that. You don't have to go meditate with monks, and you don't have to do all the. You know, you just sit and go within, and mm-hmm. that's where you're going to find your peace. So, um. And it, it's the same thing with, with the happiness. You don't need to go through hell to find the, the happiness. You know, what you need to do is just start taking responsibility for your own life. You know, a big piece of it is dropping the, the role of victim and just start taking responsibility for, for your own life and for the change. You know, so you can induce a life change, a, a step towards happiness. You can induce it. And... You know, if you, everybody wants everything all in one shot. So you look at it, and even though um, it's a bunch of pain that induces the big awakening, people still want that because they're like, oh, that's that's big and it's profound. And, you know, being profound, that sounds really cool, and I want that. Why? I mean, Because you want the story. Yeah. You want to be able to tell people. The romantic story. But I was in the worst spot that I've ever been. And then, and then... And then... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of pain that leads up to it, you know? And that's, that's not good. No. It's not a good no, story. It's, no. <laughs> it's really painful. That, it's all really that pain. terrible. And it's... It, there's no reason to do it. So anybody that goes through a shift like that, generally they have to kind of um, get back into normal living and learn how to move on. And what they're going to need to learn how to do eventually at some point anyway is how to change through positivity instead of changing through pain. Because, you, yeah, maybe you can have a, a life-altering shift, but that doesn't mean that you just got a ticket to happiness for the rest of your life. And, you, you know, it's just, oh, you just sit back and everything's roses. I mean, there's probably a couple people that that's happened to, but, you know. Out of the billions on <laughs> yeah. this planet, it's not good odds. <laughs> so, you know, well, we're a rare breed. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's I'm so. I mean, I had I had that big shift. I had that big shift, and I can't depend on that. It, like, you know, then if if I just sat there and waited for the next big shift, then I'd be miserable right now. You know, I've had to learn how to induce my own positive change. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I think is the most important. The most important path is is to, you know, make, talk things out. Find a different perspective is your reality. So that's your catalyst for change. If you're looking at things a certain way, then you create your reality out of that. If you find a healthier way to look at situations and then you try to live from that perspective... You know, that's the best way to start walking towards change. Um, do you yeah. think a, this might sound obvious, but do you think that a big problem with this kind of thinking is that people think that once they have that moment, it's going to be like they're not going to falter ever? <laughs> I think I think people who have never experienced that moment think that. I think people think that, you know, somebody who never has experienced a huge shift 
looks at the huge shift like that's going to bring me happiness and then I'll be good from here there on out. Like I'm not going to have any problems right. after this. Yeah, and, and if I do, they'll, I'll be so awesome that right. I won't even have to worry about trying to deal with them. They'll just roll off me like water off a duck's back. You know? Because I had I had that moment, so. Right, so I'm fixed. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Falter now. I'm not gonna go back. To, I'm not gonna go back to this. Right. And it's not like that. And I, I can speak from experience. You know, I'm constantly things come up in my life that I need to figure out how to deal with on a on a re- regular basis. And I continue to grow. And I can, but I choose to change through positive positivity now instead of waiting for a lightning bolt. You know, I mean, it's the, the, I'm not gonna go through the pain before I decide to change. I'm going to kind of learn to deal with life as it goes. And I'm constantly growing in that direction. Yeah. I think one thing that happens is, and you kind of touched on it in the beginning, when people start changing, they what happens is they'll make small decisions and small adjustments, and then they'll start implementing them, and they'll start changing. And they won't even know truly what's going on. And then all of a sudden they wake up a few months later, and they're like, oh, my God, I've changed so much. How did this happen? And then they look back. So that that period of time is very important, you know, what's going on there. If you understand what you did right, then you can duplicate it. If you don't know what you did right, how are you going to duplicate it, you know? So it, what change looks like is important, you know, to to know what it looks like, to know what it feels like. So when you start making changes, and the other thing too is, you know, if you take somebody, two people that are going through change, one person actually successfully gets on the other side and the other one doesn't, they give up halfway through. What's the difference between those two? You know, and it's what happens right in the middle of that change. When you're implementing new things, it's uncomfortable, and one person, you know, I, I don't know exactly um, uh, these two hypothetical people, you know. I mean, there's lots of little things that you can fine-tune when you're working with somebody one-on-one. But for an example, in kind of a general scheme, one person that succeeded may have really had a clear vision of what they wanted to accomplish and kept walking to it, towards it. They, they may have had a little extra motivation or something that, that kind of kept them glued to where they were going, and that kind of helped them carry them through. And then the person who failed might not have had that. But really, if you bring consciousness into that time in your life, that time of change, you don't need the extra motivation to follow through. If you know what's happening. So a lot of times with my clients that are in the middle of that period, they're like, geez, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm trying to change, but I'm not sure if I am. And I don't, I feel kind of uncomfortable. Sometimes I think I'm doing the right thing. Sometimes I don't. And then what I do is I have them take a huge step back and say, okay, well, what if somebody else came to you and said, hey, I'm changing my life from being this way to being this new, happier, healthy way. And they were right in the middle of a transition period. What do you think that they would be feeling inside? And they go, well, they'd probably be saying things like, geez, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing the right thing. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm confident, sometimes I feel happy. Sometimes uh, my confidence is shaken and I think I should just go back. 
that's probably what they would be feeling. And it's like, isn't that what you're feeling? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? But that's, that's what throws us off is that little middle period of change. It's like that, that's, that's what change looks like. Change looks like uncertainty. Change looks like you're not in complete control. Change looks like something different than what you're used to. It feels like something different than what you're used to, you know? So to be in that middle period and be conscious of that and say, oh, okay, so I'm actually in the middle of change here. I've just never been aware to feel it before. I didn't know what it felt like. Change feels like uncertainty, and I'm uncertain, so therefore I must be changing. Cool. Then they stick with it, and that carries them through to the other side. Then once that happens, then it's part of their experience, and that's the most prized possession that we have is our own experience because I can sit here and tell people how to change, and I can explain it, and hopefully it helps, but at the end of the day, until somebody experiences it, it's just words. It's just hopeful words that I'm saying. But once somebody experiences it and it's part of their experience, nobody can argue with it. You can't even argue with it. You know? Oh, well, that didn't really happen. Well, yeah, it did. I experienced it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's that, you know, that's the big thing. So that, that was, that's a big thing I want to touch on today. What do you guys think about that? That's great. Um, I, uh, Dave, did that help you? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's definitely, it helps uh, put it in perspective for me. Yeah, it's, you know, there there is, those big moments of change do exist. But if you're looking for it or waiting for it, it's you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. If you're graced with it. And but, I've, but I've also had that terrible thought because i'm a little self-destructive of thinking like ah, i'm gonna keep going yeah till it gets there and i don't want that because that's then i'm gonna have even worse of a story to tell no and it, it's like i when i shifted i was 35 so and i i got pretty destructive around i say 15 it was probably a little earlier than that but but it's you know i had a good 20 year block where <laughs> I was not I was not um an enhancement to anybody's life. <laughs> wow. That? wow. Um so that's one way to put it, I yeah, guess. I mean, that's a nice way to put it. You know, I mean I caused a lot of damage to myself and to those around me. You know, by my choices. And when I look back on that, now, if if I had a choice to say, okay, well, um, I have, this This is kind of the way I, I made peace with everything. I said, if if I were to do it over again, and I was just to be born as a baby all over again in a new life, would I choose to live through crap for 20 years before I changed? No. No, I wouldn't <laughs> because, I mean, who wants to live like crap for 20 years hurting yourself and others around you? That's not a good thing. So, no, I wouldn't choose to do that. Now, the second part of that is, okay, what if I were to wake up at 35 years old again and I, ha- I could have either 
erased all the pain that I went through for the 20 years previously and still be kind of um, lost in the dream, still not know about happiness and, and have that kind of waking up that I experienced and just go on with my life? Would I rather have that or would I rather go through the pain for 20 years and then be able to wake up to the happiness that I know now? Well, in that situation, I'd rather go through the pain because the joy that I found on the other side of that is worth it. But I wouldn't choose that journey. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't choose to suffer to get to the pain. But if that was the only way I could find it, well, then, yeah, I'll take it. You know, but none of us know that, you know. And like I said, if, if you're, I think one of the reasons that I was able to suffer for 20 years without actually doing anything about it was because I was unaware that I had a choice. If you know you have a choice, then you're kind of screwed because yeah. then you're just consciously <clears throat> suffering. Yeah. And that doesn't induce a, a spiritual awakening. You know, unconscious can, but conscious suffering, that's just plain choosing to suffer. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So now it's time for today's quote. <gasps> and exciting. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't want to hear both of your thoughts on it. The cha- This is from Leo Tolstoy. Ooh. The changes in our life must come from the impossibility to live otherwise than according to the demands of our conscience, not from our mental resolution to try to form a new life. That's good. What? Well, see, like... <laughs> what, yeah, well, that, what is if, he saying? Well, two... <laughs> <laughs> two things. You know, I think he's saying two things. And one... One, I think we talked about with the last podcast, like the mental resolution to change. That He said that you, you can't do it. You can make change with a mental resolution to change if you change your way of thinking and your, your perspective. But just like I said in the last podcast, if you're just keeping your old perspective and you're going to mentally force yourself to be something different, then no, it's not going to work. So you know, I think with a little bit of clarity... From my perspective, I agree with that. The first part, which I liked, um, he said... The changes in our life must come from the impossibility to live otherwise. Right. So, And I've heard that in lots of ways. It's it's like, um, you know, the, the flower blossoms when it's too painful to stay shut anymore. You know, and a butterfly comes when it's too painful to, to stay a caterpillar anymore. You know, that, that's the type of thing that I heard it as. And it's, it's true. And what we're talking about today is that just with your conscious knowledge, you can induce the desire to be something different. That's what I'm trying to get across. You can accomplish the exact same thing as a spiritual awakening by sitting there and living consciously. If you sit there and really go inside yourself and go, okay, if I continue living the way I'm living, doing the things I'm doing, thinking the way I'm thinking, I'm going to be here in 10 years. I'm going to be here in 20 years. And you give yourself a realistic perspective on that 
and you don't like what you see, that is enough to induce enough pain to choose to awaken. You know, that's enough to decide, I don't want to be a caterpillar anymore. I want to be a butterfly. You know, I don't want to stay closed off. I want to open up. You know, that is enough. And that's, that's really the big message from today. You don't need to go through pain. All you need is consciousness. If you know you have the choice and you really sit down and get clear within yourself that I can choose to have a healthy, healthier life, that's enough. That's enough to induce it. What do you think, Dave? <clears throat> Makes a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, re- it's a little relieving to know that. It's introspective. I I, that's, yeah. what ch- it's, that's what change comes from. It's just being honest with yourself and introspective. And you, you'd be shocked that if you take an honest, honest, honest look within yourself and at your life and don't BS yourself in any way, you'd be amazed at how much motivation will come up from within to change. Plenty. Yeah. You know? I think I kind of, I think I kind of believe that. As I said in the beginning, I said I think I think that people make conscious changes. Does that seem more likely to me? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and it is, and it's more realistic. Yeah, and it's less exactly. painful. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I that's that is that is what I thought. I, I was like, I think, I think those moments happen, as you said. Like, it can be like that, but you know, I think for the majority, it should be this other way. Yeah, and I mean you you know, you can look at you can look at um addiction yeah. as as a really good um decision maker. Yeah. So if you look at all the addicts in the world and you know, drugs, alcohol and everything else for that matter, but focusing on drugs and alcohol, you look at how many people actually get sober compared to those how many people die. Yeah. Well, doesn't you know, wrecking your life and being miserable, doesn't that induce change? Doesn't that induce a spiritual awakening? Then why are people dying? You know, mm. because it doesn't happen to everybody. That's why. So yeah. don't wait for it. <laughs> you know? No, it's true. Yeah. And those, there's plenty of people, you know, and I've seen it firsthand, people dying from drugs and alcohol. And you look at them and you go, surely now they'll get it. They'll do it for their children. They'll do it for themselves. They're, you know, they're on their deathbed. You see people walking out. You know, <laughs> the the picture I always get in my head is that with the cigarettes, and you see some person walking around with an oxygen tank, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You know, it's like you think surely then they would have enough motivation to change. Well, no, not necessarily. You know, so going down that path is not opening up to possible change. Is so much more effective and so much more worthwhile than keeping your fingers crossed and, you know, hoping for that lightning bolt because it doesn't always happen. Quite often it doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, I wouldn't put my money on it. <laughs> so if people want more help with this um, or, any of, the awesome others, life or any of the other <laughs> subjects that we cover, uh, where can they contact you? They can contact me at uh, life-enhancement-services.com and my Facebook page, Life Enhancement Services or my personal one, Glenn Ambrose. Two N's in Glenn, by the way. Or they can stop in and see you. Yeah, my new location. (laughs) 
2076 New Snack Hill Road in Coventry, Rhode Island. 02816. I just so noticed I just noticed that you have a uh I life enhancement you have a life oh. enhancement service center to help people. Uh, what is your address again? What? What is your address again? 20760 oh, New Snack. <laughs> New Snack Hill. I'm just trying to change the name of the street. There's no reason that we need to have nooses around necks. And this is just my small part in enhancing our community. Happy holidays, everybody. What? No, it's January. Way to go, Ben. Goodbye. You were the Great. only one. It's 2020. Yeah. You were the only one that had the time frame right, wasn't he, in the beginning? Yeah, and then he just blew it? He was telling us when this will air, and now yeah. he's saying... And now he blew it. I love it. Good. It's great. Just great. It's December 9th. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us, Glenn. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Dave. No it was problem. fun. Yeah. And thank you, Ben, for being here as always. Yeah, do what I can, you know. Do what I can. On that note, we're out. <laughs> This podcast is presented by New Shore Productions. Executive producers Glenn Ambrose, Benjamin Barber, and David DeAngelis. Music